And now, discover your true course. This podcast is a production of True Course Life and Leadership Development. Your host, founder and president, Dr. Michael Godfrey. Hello and welcome to Discover Your True Course. This podcast is a part of our service to and support for organizations and individuals in their pursuit of more that matters. You know, it's a complicated, confusing world out there. Who do you trust to help you sort it out? True Course is a trusted guide for accomplished and successful individuals who know that there is still more that matters. These individuals discover ways to manage their success to be more, see more, achieve more, and finish without regret, both personally and professionally. In this episode, we continue our consideration of building the life you've always wanted and how to go about doing that. There are a lot of big life questions that we have, like, which way am I to go? What am I to do? What am I to say? There is a guide to these questions. It is at once an experience and a relationship. It's a concept as old as time and as relevant as the questions you have today. This is a part of our foundation for building the life you've always wanted. It's an old word with a lost meaning, but the English word vocation comes from the Latin word vocare, which means to call, or the noun form vocatio, which means a calling. It's also related to our words voice and invoke which both have a Latin language base. The Greek word for calling is klesis. English words based on this are cleric and ecclesiastical. Klesis is also the root of the word ekklesia, the New Testament word for church, which means literally the ones called out or the called out ones. In contemporary usage, we've reduced vocation to refer to endeavors in life such as your occupation, business, or profession. This reduction does the concept injustice. Your occupation, business, or profession are temporal and will quickly seem mundane and feelings of disappointment will arise unless you have a vocation to which they are related. You need something nobler, higher, and more enduring a calling on which to build a life that makes a difference and is without regret. Your sense of vocation will inform other foundation pieces we'll be considering in future episodes, such as your purpose, your mission, and your vision. So exactly what is vocation? A calling, or a sense of call, comes from a higher source outside yourself and beyond human sources. It is an invitation to be involved in something much bigger than you bigger than any individual or your world. It is beyond any focus on self. It is beyond ambition, competition, autonomy, freedom, or choice. It's actually the opposite of choice or freedom in the sense of self-determination. The point of vocatio or calling is that you don't choose. You are chosen. Vocation is an umbrella under which you experience all of life. It gives direction as well as the focus for living, being, doing, and relating. A.J. Conyers, in his book, The Listening Heart, Vocation and the Crisis of Modern Culture, states that the idea of call implies an agent outside of the one who is the subject of the call. One does not simply choose a course of action, but responds to the summons or the call. 
The person is free to use the will to respond to an unforeseen and perhaps unknown reality that is extending the call. The call is often against the will of the one who is called into service. In almost every case, the calling involves hardships that must be overcome to answer the summons. In answering the summons, the greatest danger appears not in resistance to the call itself, but in the possibility of being diverted or distracted from the goal. At one and the same time, the call or the summons is disorienting and orienting. It is disordering and ordering. It creates a loss of freedom and a discovery of freedom. It means life and death. It sets the person against others and moves them into action for the sake of others. As I mentioned in the earlier episodes, I find my vocation in my Christian faith. I believe that by our very nature and by our choices, we are at odds with God. The Bible describes us as enemies of God. In Romans 5, 8-10, the scripture says, But God demonstrates His own love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, having been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through Him. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved by His life. So the Christian calling is first to be reconciled to God. God calls us to come back into a right relationship with Him, the relationship for which we were created that was broken by sin. It's simultaneously a call to be faithful representatives of Christ in the world with our words and actions, be messengers of the good news of reconciliation to God, and to bring excellent reputation and glory to Him. 2 Thessalonians 1, 11 and 12 says, To this end we always pray for you, asking that God will make you worthy of His call and will fulfill by His power every good resolve and work of faith, so that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in Him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. This call from God is essential if a person is to be rightly related to Him and His eternal enterprise. There is nothing in an individual that deserves or persuades God to extend his call. A person is not forced to respond, nor must they. But his call is so appealing that those who receive it will not want to refuse. Conyers notes that vocation appeals but does not intrude. It points the way but does not compel. Its power consists in that it attracts, not that it drives. It is attractive rather than coercive. Vocation does not push. It will draw you toward it and others with similar vocations. It will draw you toward that ultimate experience in Christ that cannot be fully seen until God completes what He started in creation. It's important to note here that the kingdom of God has already come, but has not yet come. It is here now, but is yet to be. It is a present reality and is yet to come. And because of this important truth, we must actively express our vocation now and we look forward to the time when our vocation will be completely expressed. There are a number of examples of biblical call. God called Abraham out of the Ur of Chaldees, away from his family, to a land that God said he would show him. He promised to make him a great nation, and in him all the nations of the earth would be blessed. God called to Moses from a burning bush, and called him to carry his message to Pharaoh and bring the sons of Israel out of Egypt. 
Isaiah experienced a visionary call in the temple in which he realized the holiness and greatness of God and the depth of his own sin. He was cleansed of his sin and heard the call, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah answered the call, Here am I, send me. God calls Jeremiah to be a prophet to the nations, and Jeremiah argues the call, I do not know how to speak because I am a youth. God tells him not to say this, and he touches Jeremiah's mouth, puts his words in Jeremiah's mouth, and Jeremiah begins his prophetic ministry. To his disciples, Jesus said, Follow me. Paul, as a persecutor of the church, met his call on the Damascus Road. He had been persecuting the church and killing Christians, and as he was traveling, approaching Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him, and he was struck to the ground and lost his sight. He was blinded. And a voice said to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, but get up and enter the city, and it will be told you what you must do. And then God spoke to Ananias in a vision, instructing him to go to Saul. Ananias does go with much fear and trembling, and Saul's sight is restored. He is filled with the Spirit and was baptized. The scripture reports that immediately he began to proclaim in the synagogue and everywhere he went that Jesus is the Son of God. The scripture notes a number of detailed qualities of the called. What will they look like? How will they behave? How will we know the called? And how will we know if we are? There was an occasion when one of the scribes came to Jesus and asked Jesus, What commandment is the foremost of all? And Jesus answered, The foremost is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. In another instance, Jesus says, On these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. Love is the foundational mark of one who has been called and who has responded to the call that God has issued. Paul also outlines a number of qualities in Romans 12, 9-18, and then in Philippians 2, 1-11, and there are many more. Christians have one vocation, and that is the calling to be reconciled to God and to join Him in His kingdom enterprise. But Christians have many occupations. We are all equally responsible to our vocation, and we may express it through our occupation or any number of other channels. There's one call, but many jobs. If you'd like to talk more about this, please put your fear away, make the time, and contact me at discover at discoveryourtruecourse.com. If we can join you on your quest to be more, see more, achieve more, and finish without regret, please contact us. I'm Michael Godfrey. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. This has been a production of True Course Life and Leadership Development. Copyright by J. Michael Godfrey. All rights reserved.